Greetings and God bless you. Thank you for listening to my podcast. If there is any value or substance that you get from this podcast, I truly appreciate it. And it is not in my own strength, my own wisdom, or even my own counsel that I create this podcast. So thank you for listening. I pray that you are blessed from hearing it and that it will encourage you and increase your appetite for the word of God and for his presence. And that is what the topic of this week's podcast is, is seeking him while he may be found. God is everywhere at all times. He never sleeps nor slumbers. However, just as last week I felt him pursuing me and wooing me into an encounter with him, I believe he does that for his people as a whole and individually. So when I went to him to ask him what this week's podcast would be about, the scripture while he may be found, dropped into my spirit. And I will, you will hear Isaiah 55 in this podcast as well, because there is so much in that one chapter of verse that is not only relevant to his chosen people during a time of exile, it is relevant to those who would seek to follow after the one true God. And I think you'll be able to appreciate it in all that is packed in that section of scripture. So seeking him while he may be found. I honestly don't think it's a fleeting thing or that you will miss him. I think that the desire to be near him is so great that there's no way you can miss him. And so I think seeking him while he may be found is just a special calling to draw near to him. And I think that the circumstances that surround us individually and corporately actually extends that mercy to us to draw to him in a time of need. While he may be found, free mercy is offered so humans believe it has no value, no strength to do just as he tells us it will do. We waste what is good and pleasant for what is damning and rude and call it righteous. I have walked where the burden is heavy, where the yoke is not light and where there is no light, but have heard it called holy and righteous. Call on the Lord while he is near. Incline your ear to what he says. Fatten yourselves on his word to feed on in a time of famine. 
Let his teachings become sustenance to your bones, so that you may feast in a time of famine. Seek him while he may be found. There was a time, some 10 to 12 years ago now, where it seemed like things were topsy-turvy in my life. Yet, I was not taken by surprise with any of the circumstances that were happening at the time. And I think it was one of those times where God was speaking, draw near to me while I can be found. It was a time where I was unemployed. And so my time was pretty much my own. I was deciding when to do what, and I wasn't enslaved to a certain schedule. Though no, that's a strong word, but um, when you have to be somewhere for a set period of time without release, That is pretty much what it is. I don't say it necessarily in a negative way as in the environment was not pleasant because it was extremely pleasant. But when you're not in control of your day, it can wear on you. So this was a period of time where I didn't have that as a bondage, I could do what I wanted, when I wanted, go where I wanted, when I wanted. And it was a time where I was drawing closer to God in the presence of God. And there are certain places that I went during this time. There are certain things that I did during this time. But I think those were just gravy, to be honest. Because it was the inward work that was going on that was truly me seeking God while he may be found. And blessedly, there was a mercy where there were others gathering, doing the same thing. They were seeking God while he may be found. And so he was very present in our lives during that time. And so that's why I don't think it is by happenstance or coincidence that God asks us to seek him while he may be found. He is always on the throne. He is not going to leave or forsake us. However, I believe there are times where he draws so near and so close to us that he just wants us to run after him, to long for him, to only be satisfied by his presence. And I have been drawn to that presence Ever since 
that period of time where I can truly understand that he was saying, seek me while I may be found. It's when you have an experience like that, you don't forget it. You don't forget it. You long for it. You don't take it for granted when God calls you to be in his presence. Honestly, I never want to leave his presence. I want to live in that place where I feel his presence all the time. Where I don't step out of it. (laughs) Where I am in constant fellowship and communion with him. That is not desirable unless you've experienced it. If you haven't experienced it, it's not worth anything to you. If you haven't experienced truly being in the presence of God, knowing that he surrounds you in the heavenly courts or your portion, then one would believe that you can manufacture and conjure up that environment and that atmosphere. But those who have truly been in the presence of God know that that atmosphere cannot be manufactured. And when you've been in that presence and you walk into something that is not filled with his presence, it is extremely obvious Extremely obvious. And it's as if it's an insult. For anyone to think that they can conjure up the free mercy and the free grace and the free love and the free presence of the Most High God. That you can work your way into that. That you can put in sweat equity and present the presence of God. It's not possible. It would be possible if there were none who have truly been in the presence of God. But since there are those who have been in the presence of God, the faking it till you make it just don't do and I think that is truly why God is saying seek me while I may be found because those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth and that is in an atmosphere that is filled with the delights of heaven the free offer of mercy everyone who thirsts come to the waters and you who have no money come buy grain and eat come buy wine and milk without money and without cost simply accept it as a gift from God why do you spend money for that which is not bread 
and your earnings for what does not satisfy. Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight in abundance. Incline your ear to listen and come to me here so that your soul may live and I will make an everlasting covenant with you according to the faithful mercies promised and shown to David. Listen carefully. I have appointed him, David, representing the Messiah, to be a witness to the nations regarding salvation, a leader and commander to the peoples. In fact, you, Israel, will call a nation that you do not know, and a nation that does not know you will run to you because of the Lord your God, even the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him for salvation while he is near. Let the wicked leave behind his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return to the Lord and he will have compassion and mercy on him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts nor are your ways my ways declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. For as the rain and snow come down from heaven, and do not return there without watering the earth, making it bare and sprout, and providing seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so will my word be which goes out of my mouth. It will not return to me void, useless, without result, without accomplishing what I desire, and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. For you will go out from exile with joy and be led forth by the Lord himself with peace. The mountains and the hills will break forth into shouts of joy before you and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Instead of the thorn bush, the cypress tree will grow and instead of the nettle, the myrtle tree will grow and it will be a memorial to the Lord for an everlasting sign of mercy, which will not be cut off. Recently, I was speaking to someone about having a relationship with Christ. And I related it to having a relationship with a loving father or loving parents. And then as we continued to talk, I likened it to a relationship with anyone. No one wants a perfunctory relationship where you are only spending time with the person out of obligation or or even worse, out of a sense of requirement. Almost like it's a law saying that you have to spend this number of hours with someone. Who wants a relationship that's based on that type of covenant? I really don't know of anyone personally who wants a relationship like that. I know I don't. So when I was explaining the type of relationship that God wants to have with us I had to bring it down to reality 
God went to the cross so that the veil can be torn so that we can have fellowship with the Father. So why would anyone who followed him treat it as a requirement or as a fulfillment of the law to get to spend time with the Most High God? And the person I was speaking with said they had never thought about it like that before. And my guess is because it had never been presented to them like that before. Leaders present God in such a way that makes him unapproachable, that makes him unrelatable, that makes him seem far off. When he wants nothing more than be than to be completely involved and to saturate our environment. Heaven waits to invade earth, but heaven will not invade earth unless asked. It is presumptuous and rude and arrogant to barge in somewhere you haven't been invited or you haven't been welcomed. Invited and welcomed are two highly different words with two very different meanings. You can send an invitation out to a dignitary because it would be rude not to. But to welcome them into your domain, into your presence where they feel comfortable is what God wants. He wants to be invited in and then welcomed to a place that wants him and what he brings. He doesn't want to feel like a stranger in a strange land. He will enter the strange land. But even then, it has to be a cry of some sort for him to enter. And then once he enters, he has to be welcomed into the environment that is most conducive for what he is bringing. That's why the scripture about grieving the Holy Spirit is so important. There are those who would tell you that God will go to the lowest and the guttermost to save, and he will. He will. But there has to be a cry. God responded in the Old Testament to Sodom and Gomorrah because there was a cry. He responded to freeing the Israelites because there was a cry. The cry had come up to his hearing. 
And to be quite honest, God bends down to hear. He responds to a cry, a cry of the heart, a cry for justice and righteousness of a pure heart. He goes to and fro in all the earth, seeking those that will be true to him. And what he wants to do in the earth. So when he sends out an invitation to seek him while he may be found. To ignore it is more than egregious. Especially to those who would know that that is what his call is. Especially to those who know what his presence is like in its fullness. The earth is crying out for the sons and daughters of the Most High God to rise up. The earth is crying out for a halt to the conjuring. The earth is crying out for the real heirs of the throne to take their place. Because there's been food and bread and other things that do not satisfy. Why do we continue to waste our time, our money, and our energy on those things that do not satisfy when the Most High God is asking us, compelling us to seek Him while He may be found? I'm not one to try to make things more profound than they are. I usually tell things exactly as I hear them. And I heard while he baby fell. There's no more. then I can add to that. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Simple statement. Simple declarative statement. Seek the Lord while he may be found. I tend to follow simple instructions. And then I'm blown away by what God does with that following of the simple instruction that's how I've been walking with him this entire time when I first thought God was calling me I asked him to make it plain so that's how he deals with me that's how our relationship is I can ask and he will demonstrate
I asked him to let me know that it was him who was calling me. And that was such a display of his love and his grace and his mercy and his presence to me over a period of time that there is no way I can deny that God is real and that his presence is with me every day. And there is no way that I can fall into the trap of the conjurings of the atmosphere that imitates heaven but is not heaven. Because an imitation is not what frees people. An imitation is not what cleanses people. An imitation is not what sets the captive free. An imitation is what the enemy of our soul is. He is a counterfeit to all that is good and decent. He is a counterfeit light where we have access, free access to the true light. So instead of accepting the true light that is given freely, we are perverting that by calling the false light real, calling the false light true calling the false light righteous calling the false light savior when there is only one savior of our souls I tend not to get into flowery words or doctrine or religious speak because that's not how I entered in into relationship with God. I entered into a relationship with God just like I would have entered into a relationship with any other being. Full on questions in hand revealing who I had learned myself to be during that period of time and asking the same. Complete honesty, truth. That's how I met God. And so that's how I continue to walk with God. There was no perfunctory tasks in my relationship with God because I needed to know the truth. I needed to know what was going on in my life. I needed to know who was going to save me because saving myself wasn't working. So is it coincidence that I sought him while he could be found during that time? I don't think so. I think he made himself available for me to seek him while he could be so he that he could be found and right now i believe his heart is crying 
for us to seek him right now while he can be found because he sees the beginning from the end the end from the beginning the middle to the beginning the middle to the end he sees everything So his free mercy and his love is calling out to us now, compelling us to seek him while he may be found. Because he sees where we're headed and he sees where we are better than we can. So he says, cry out to me, invite me to come in, welcome me into your environment. Let me set up my atmosphere of heaven so that you will be satisfied and you will have what is pleasing for real and not the counterfeit. God bless you and thank you for listening. And it is time for the true sons and daughters of the Most High God to rise and shine because the earth itself is crying out for the truth of the living God and waiting for heaven to invade earth. God bless you.